1: This is another episode of the podcast, Live It Full. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Live It Full podcast. I'm Richard. I've got Caitlin in the Live It Full studio with me. If you're watching on YouTube or on Instagram TV, you'll notice it is also our bedroom where the magic happens. And Caitlin rolled her eyes. I'm just guessing it. She didn't really. But hey, we were going to talk to you a little bit today about um, one of the things we discuss pretty frequently, finances. Um, but in a little bit different situation, we're going to we're going to correlate it with family and finances um, because we. Um, by the time you listen to this, we'll probably be on vacation. But recording this, we had been to. Uh, we'd made a Sam's run. Sounds real adultish. Um, you know the highlight of your weekend when you go to sam's or costco we we have the
0: adult part of it was we only had to take two well i say we only had to we only have the pleasure of taking two children because it's a lot different trip if you have all four
1: it is and so and that's probably without us doing that it probably wouldn't have prompted this because there's a lot more dynamics when you have four children at a warehouse store like sam's yes And they're not paying us, so I may not drop that name again, but we'll find out here in a little bit. Um, Costco, if you're in listening, anybody from Costco, we can start name name dropping y'all if we can get something going on.
0: We just don't have them close.
1: We don't, but that's another story. That's what happens when you live in rural West Texas. We're lucky to have a Sam's within 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, but taking um, our oldest with us this weekend, we were purchasing things to get ready to go on a trip. And um, it it's times like that, that we get some really nice one-on-one time. I mean, we had the baby with us too. Um, yeah. We took one and four. Yeah. Number one and number four. Um, and the baby's really, really good. So she, she was not any trouble at all, but um, we got to have some really sweet one-on-one conversation with our oldest, um, which I think you get to do a lot and I get to do a lot, but it's rare that, we're both together with just her. Yeah, so that she, was sweet. she
1: actually did mention that, that she was getting to have some daddy and mommy time together, mm-hmm. which, which they don't all, don't get me wrong. We spend probably more time with our kids than most. We don't have a whole lot of external or we don't have a lot of other help. Right. You know, they're not getting during off the with. summer
0: or in, sc- you know, if they have somebody when we work or at school. But I mean, other than that,
1: yeah, they're with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I make a lot of grocery runs, um, because you hate grocery shopping by myself or with one kid with me, mm-hmm. but the point of that is uh, there's not a lot of times where we we have divided up the children and them them been with both of us. Right. I guess is the way to put that. We we divide and conquer, but a lot of times I take two and you take two, or three and one, or whatever it may work out to be. And so she was actually kind of excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout this process. Um, I think that she's at an age, so nine where she's starting to get some financial literacy. And so I think it's important that we, we help develop that in a positive manner and in a way that um, there may be times I say things that Caitlin goes, Oh, maybe you shouldn't tell her that about employment versus being self-employed or working um, for an hourly wage versus how do you think about things differently? Mm -hmm. Um, And so It's interesting though, when you start having your kids asking questions about money that are no longer like, can I have a million dollars? You know, it's like, Oh, I actually start to understand some of the value.
0: Well, especially when, I mean, we expect them to do chores, probably not very many, but really in the grand scheme of things, we don't have them do as much as probably we should. But um, the chores that we do have them do are just their daily ones that they're expected to do. But if we ask them to do something extra, Sometimes we'll say, you know, we'll pay you $5 or something. Oh,
1: there may be some monetary compensation involved.
0: Well, and they think that's fine until it's time to go out to eat and they see it costs $50 and they're like, oh, my goodness, that's a lot of money Um, because they thought it was a big deal to earn five or 20 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I think the value
1: and you can see the difference between a seven and nine year old. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why I think maybe eight to nine might be the right age to start having some of these financial conversations. Um, because right now, I think it would go over Meredith's head at seven, um, mm-hmm. especially because you made you made a deal with her. If she washed dishes every night for a month, you'd give her $20. Little does she know she's working for 83 cents a day. But that's another story. Like but she was stoked known. by it. So
0: I would like it known that she... Is the one that asked me. And I said, sure. Yeah. And as a libertarian,
1: pay. I don't have an issue with no minimum wage because that's between an employee and an employer, what wage they determine to pay. And she did. She came to you and said, Will you give me $20 if I wash dishes every day for a month? We're going to have to work with her on negotiation. But it also goes, it, it also, <laughs> and I said, yes. It also works to our point of she's not financially literate yet. Right. I mean, she just doesn't even have an understanding of um, what would cost what. Whereas, m- our eldest, Macy, is getting to a point where she's like, oh, this costs X, Y, or Z. Um, especially because uh, she does have a Nintendo Switch and she's buying games sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, dad, I need you to pay for it with your credit card and I'll give you
0: cash. Well, And and, and we make of, her do that if she's yeah, going to spend her yeah, own money we on do, it. Definitely. If it's not like a birthday or Christmas yeah. and she just wants a game, she's got to buy it or at least pay half. And then she's got to have a good attitude for us to pay the other half. But anyway, um. That was one of her Christmas wish lists this last year. And she asked for that and like one or two other sort of, I mean, I think a Nintendo Switch is expensive. Um, And so she asked for that and one or two other kind of expensive things. And I just straight up, I mean, I don't know if it's fair or I don't really care. But I, I sat her down and I wrote out what each one of them cost and I added up and I showed her the total And I said, Macy, what if I had to spend this on all four of you? Um, She's like, oh, mom, that's a lot of money. Maybe we can just do the switch for now and then we'll do the other thing for my birthday. I said, that's a really good thing. You know, we can we can probably do that. And so that's what we did. But um, I mean, yeah, because we have kids with some
1: birthdays. Like, let's just put it out there. I get slammed on this end of the deal. It's like you pay quarterly taxes in October, and then Mac has a birthday, Christmas. Mia's born now, so she's gonna have a birthday right after that, and then we get a little bit of a lull in January, get to pay quarterly taxes again, and then you know, and property taxes. Um, and then it's birthday, birthday, February, March. So, um, we planned that very well as far as being excited about you know money for things. I'm just
0: saying she didn't know. She just wanted all these things or asked for these things. And really, I say all these things. She asked for four things for Christmas. So it's not like she wanted twenty five things. And
1: the two that I can think of were expensive. Yeah. And we explained to her that maybe you can get one for your birthday, maybe one for Mm -hmm. Christmas.
0: But had I not explained it, she would have not known the value of what it was that she was asked. She had no idea what they cost before I told her.
1: And I think that's important. So maybe that was kind of our first step with um, understanding the value of what things cost. And so one thing that I want to put instill in them is, and and I try to get out of thinking of an hourly wage because that's not how my brain's programmed, but I know a lot of the world works for an hourly wage. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I prefer to be the one paying the wage in my life because that puts me in control. But that being said, I want her to understand that if she wants a $300 watch or an iWatch or a phone, that if she's making $10 an hour, because it's easy math, Mm -hmm. it's going to take you 30 hours to make that $300. Actually, it's going to take you 40 hours because you're going to have to pay 15 to 20% in taxes. Mm -hmm. And so I think understanding that is very important because I think there's adults that don't get that concept in their head all the time. And I, and there was a graphic I shared. I don't know. It's been in the past year that basically said that that watch didn't cost you $300. It cost you 30 hours of your life. Mm -hmm. That car payment isn't $500 a month. It's 50 hours of your life.
0: I would like to say that our child does not have an Apple watch or a phone just to.
1: No, no, no. That's part of the conversation that I want to have though. As we walked into Sam's club, Yes. Um, and she was quite,
0: we walked by the electronics and she it, has been wanting a phone and we have been saying, you're not ready.
1: Right. And it's not, well, I, it's, it's not that we think that she's not ready. I feel like she's mature enough to handle things. What, and I trust her. Like, I think she would tell us if something wasn't right or if people were texting or but well,
0: she's you still have to not trust your kids until
1: I trust her. You don't. I don't trust anybody else. That's the problem. But anyways, we're walking by um, the kiosk of phones. And of course, the lady's like, hey, you want to buy a new iPhone? I'm like, leave me alone, lady. I appreciate the effort. Um, Of course, Macy's like, I want a phone. And I'm like, we know you want a phone. Like That's been the topic of conversation since people in your grade got phones when you were in first grade. And so if you, if you give your kids phones in first grade, that's your prerogative. Hey, just tell them not to tell my kid about it because I'm not really down with that. Um, but that's another story for another day and not bashing those people. Cause everybody, you got to make your own decisions and there's reasons um, that it might make sense mm-hmm. when they're younger. I just know I didn't get a phone until I was a grown man really. Um, but it was probably a little bit different technology wise back then too. And the cost of it was probably more. I mean, yeah. just you know, I mean, it was a different world, probably. Well, it's in a whole
0: computer, really. I mean, if it they ha- if it has data, they can they can do anything, and that's yeah. the scary
1: part. And and so that's part of it. So she's already like mopey, walking around Sam's with us because she's mad because we just straight up were like, no, you can't have a phone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have an old one that we'll put on Wi Fi that you can message us. Um, but for the most part, like I just don't feel comfortable with it. But and you so- know, what was
0: really sweet about that, honestly, she was mopey. Um, but without us prompting her, I mean, we went through like most of, well, half of the store, I would say. And we got to a point where she just looked up at me and gave me a hug and she said, Mom, I'm sorry I acted that way, just kind of on her own accord. And I thought, That's amazing. That's very sweet. We've always, she's
1: the, she's going to do that on her own. And then she was, she's not going to need prompting to apologize. Like Mm -hmm. she's going to have some, associated guilt Mm -hmm. with behavior. Um, but in the moment, much like Richard, we don't always see it in the moment until afterwards. Yes. I usually don't need prompting to apologize after my issues in the midst of conflict. I potentially would not see that. Um, so I understand I'm learning more about myself. This is a side note by watching Macy grow because we're so much alike and I'm so different from my parents you know, like I didn't see, like, it's just weird personality wise that I can see things that I know that I must do Mm -hmm. in her. So it's funny how you can grow by watching your children grow because you realize that you have the same tendencies.
0: But okay. So Sam's talking about the money thing. Sam's was our second or third stop. And we had already spent money at Academy. We went to Academy. Um, I was in the market for a new pair of running shoes. So that was part of the expense. But then.
1: And you got to take care of your feet. I've got yeah. plantar fasciitis and good shoes are worth whatever you have to spend on 150 or $200 to keep your feet. Because if you can't, if your feet hurt, you, you can't do much. Right.
0: Um, but anyway, so I, I got a pair of shoes, which I was needing. Um, and then the kids and Richard are going to go on a fishing trip tour. What's it called? A guided. I'll just call it a
1: charter charter. We, we scheduled a fishing trip while we're on vacation, which is pretty normal when we're yeah. ocean bound.
0: But so that's going to be like three or four hours just baking in the sun. And sometimes those boats don't have a cover. So um, we had fishing shirts from her from last year, or the year before that will now fit like the sure next one. Um, and so we needed a bigger size for her and then some for our son. So anyway, that's why we went. But so So she was standing with us at the counter. She knew the total at Academy. And then we go to Sam's and we're buying for the trip, but everything comes in bulk. So half is staying at home and then half will take.
1: And Um, we had to renew our membership. And
0: we had to renew our membership, which was like $100 of it. But So she saw a total there and she just thought.
1: Well, she's good at math. So she quickly added up what we had spent on the day
0: at Academy and then Sam's. And we still had to make a quick little run to Target and we ate lunch. So, but you know how
1: every trip to Target for a woman turns into $700?
0: It was definitely not that
1: much because you didn't go in.
0: Well, the baby wham
1: bam. I went in and and spent way less than (laughs) that.
0: The baby was hungry. So I fed her in the car. Anyways, um, so but, (laughs) but Macy was adding it up. And she was like, wow, we spent X amount of dollars today, mom. And I said, you're right. You are a lucky little girl. Um, you know, it it takes money and time to be able to do these things. Although I did talk to her because she stayed in the car with me. Only Richard went into Target. And I did talk to her about how um, family time and going places um, – it doesn't always have to be extravagant. It does not have to be expensive. And I said, some of my favorite times with you girls or you kids or whatever have been local or just a fun night out. Um, kind of, you know, those nights maybe in nature that you're just not um, having to think about the stresses of the world. You're just kind of out a lot of times for us, it's in our RV. Um, but, we stayed one weekend at um, a little state park nearby and we went out to a restaurant that we sort of usually reserve for like birthdays or kind of nicer dinners because it's so far away, but it's really good. And we took the kids there. Um, Mac was a baby, right? He was a, like a one year old or something, but anyway. um, And that was, I mean, that was just a sweet little trip. Like it was the first time that the girls were really able to sort of do and complete a trail. There's that cute little fishing dock that we stopped at. Yeah, I was
1: at the Abilene state park, mm-hmm. It's um, an underrated state park. It um, is.
0: There's this cute little bridge over a Creek and you can stop, um, just kind of off the trail a little bit. And there's just trees overhead. And anyway, that, that I would do. And state monthly. parks, if you're,
1: if you RV, which we talk a lot about, um, I mean, State Park, it was like $15 a night. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have hookups. You had to dump before you left, which that's another story. If you know an RV, it sounds like dumping. It sounds like what it is. Um, five, five but that's times. another, you know, that actually is one of the trips we talked about on our travel fails. Yeah. So one of the fondest memories you have is one where I put our fifth mm-hmm. wheel into the cab of my truck and did like three grand worth of damage to a brand new fifth wheel and another couple grand to my truck. Yeah. And I was grumpy for the night. But that's one of your favorite memories. Yeah. Isn't that funny though? How those things work out.
0: Well, the funniest part was the guy, the guys that were parked next to us. He was just kind of watching the whole the whole thing. We and, don't
1: have to rehash it.
0: And he, he came over afterwards. He was like, "Wow, you really got mm-hmm. into the back of your truck, didn't you?"
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> things that don't have to be said because they're obvious. Sure did.
0: Well, I can find some comic in it now. At the time, I think I was. You in were tears. you
1: were crying. It's a hundred percent. You were definitely in tears. But that's another story. Anyway. Back to financial literacy for our children. Um, I don't think anybody's ever had these talks with us to this point. Normally, what I heard was, "No, nah, we can't afford that," mm-hmm. or it, and it's a mindset thing. Because my thing is, if you continually say you can't afford something and you tell your kids that, guess what? You're never actually going to be able to afford it. Because I, th- I and there's a mindset too. Caitlin's heard me say it a million times when we've been temporarily illiquid is a mm-hmm. phrase I like to use. And for those of you who may not be familiar with that terminology, it means I don't have any money temporarily <laughs> yeah. illiquid. Yeah. Um, but there's a big difference between being broken, poor,
0: yeah, you can be
1: broke for sure. and know that good days are coming. Mm-hmm. Some people are just poor because they choose to never get out of that mindset. And and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I've met people that have no money. Mm-hmm that I would never call poor. Mm-hmm. They have love. They have a good attitude. They have everything like they need. Dad, Do you know what poor I mean? Dad, it, it is. If you,
0: if you read that book by Robert Kiyosaki, that was one of the first ones that um, I ever read when we started doing some extra investment. I think it's
1: things. when we started real estate investing was mm-hmm. based on, I had read it previously and then reread it with because well, I was
0: like offended for his poor dad. Cause he was like, I had a rich dad and a poor dad. And I was like, well, that sounds really tacky, but it wasn't. It wasn't.
1: His t- his poor you dad was actually read, well off financially.
0: Yeah, you just have to read the book. But anyway, that's that's. But it was that, that, that it's mindset about, yeah. of
1: I'm going to work for a wage and get a pension, and and I'm going to buy a house so I can get the mortgage deduction. Mm-hmm. There's just things that he talks about in the book that are different. But yeah, what I want to try to even put together is is a book for kids in the future about Imagine. financial literacy, like something simple, but just. It's scary how many people don't know how to balance a checkbook right now Well, and or, or keep up with most it for that people, matter.
0: Most people start off their life in debt, oh, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, I would I would beg to say unless your parents make sure that you don't start out your life in debt, you're going to. 100%. And
1: and that's where I want to make sure we establish things that, that is to help set them up financially. Well, and if they
0: do have to start out in debt, it's okay. But we just have to make sure that they know sort of a, a path moving forward, how to, how to manage that debt basically.
1: Well, in, in leveraging it versus anyways, there's, there's different debt that I'm accept that's acceptable and what's not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But even just as parents, I don't think we had those conversations with, with anybody. I don't think we had any of those, We, you know, and then I'm not going to speak for you because I didn't know you when you were, you know, five, but I, I mean, that's what I heard a lot when I would ask for something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, hey, why don't you work for it or let's put a plan together so we can buy this for you. It was, no, we can't afford that. Mm -hmm. And we probably couldn't. Don't get me wrong. Like There was probably a a component to that that was truthful. Mm -hmm. But some of that's mindset. Because now if one of my kids came up to me and said, I want this and it's not a birthday, it's not a Christmas, there's no real reason for it. I'm going to say well, let's put a plan together for you mm-hmm. to make that money. There's always something that needs to be done around here. Something that needs to be done at one of our offices. Yeah. Um, the kids will be working up at our offices at some point in the next 10 years, mm-hmm. um, whether it's filing or, you know, scanning or who knows what we'll be doing by then. It might just be all AI, but you know, yeah, it's,
0: what's funny thinking about this is my, so my best friend growing up, she's still my best friend, but we, um, there was a time we were maybe like in seventh grade and we were talking about how much people make annually. And of course we didn't know. I mean, we just didn't I mean, we were like in seventh grade. Um, but she said, I asked my parents what they made annually. And they said, well, we're not going to tell you that that's family business. And, or, you know, how much money you have. Oh, well, we're not going to, that's family business. And she's like, but I'm and I'm not part of the family. Um, but now like, those curious questions that we had as kids, because I guess it didn't really matter. It wouldn't have changed our life to know a dollar amount.
1: But would, it have, would you have understood how relative that was to your lifestyle or to others around you? Because you wouldn't know, wouldn't have much to compare it to at that point in time.
0: Yeah. But just thinking about it, like if our kids asked us, hey, how much do you make every year in the next couple of years if they asked us that? Now, now I'm like, nope, family business. You well, don't need to know that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I and Kaylin can attest to this. There have been plenty of times I've told our kids um, when they've fought over toys that that's not their toy. That's you true. don't have a job. You didn't pay for anything. So I and so there is a caveat to that. If Although me mom or Nina like got a... it for you, then it's yours. If I <laughs> bought it for you, it's mine. Well, you don't have a job. Sort of.
0: I mean, that's their room. That's their bed. That's their space. No, I own it
1: all. You own it too. That's, you know, I mean, we do,
0: but whatever.
1: Some of that's the attitude though, of it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. And, you know, sometimes you have to put them in their place on that. But you know, what's funny and I'll end, I'll end with this. Um, You mentioned kids asking that. So I have had the privilege the past, it's been a year or two since I've done it, but four or five times I've spoken at some of our high schools. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got three or four surrounding um, area ones and and they have a, they have a kind of speakers bureau with professionals and they go out there and one of the first questions you get from every high school kid is, well, how much do you make? How much do you make? And a lot of people do skirt that. I mean, they do. Yeah. And and there, a lot of them are talking about your industry or, you know, those kind of things. And so, um, yeah, I usually have always told them that there's some people in our industries that make $30,000 a year and there's some that make $3 million pretty easily. And I'm somewhere in between. Yeah, But what you make in that is, and mine's different because it's not a salary. Yours isn't a salary. It's going to be based on what we're able to do. And well, so I always give them the spread.
0: And also, um, you know, our kids understand at least that we have those careers, businesses. Um, but then we do other things too. And so not all of our finances come from one place, no. which is which is the point. Yeah. I mean, we, we want that's how we want it. Cornucopia. But so other people <laughs> might be able to look at you or might look at you and think, Oh my goodness, you're making however much money as a, whatever you are. Um, but you know, little do they know you have X, Y, and Z, um, properties and investments or whatever else. So there's sometimes more to the story than just
1: always more to the story,
0: face value. So,
1: and that's always hard for people to understand. I think but that's another story, uh, for another day. But our kids have been to enough, uh, rent houses and showings of rental properties, or we need to go look at this house. We might buy, we never (laughs) buy them because you go look at so many before you (laughs) buy one that they are thoroughly disgusted with it. I think at this point, um, but, you know, hey, we're at like 24 minutes. We're going to cut it off there. I want you to be able to listen to this on your morning commute or on your way home. So if you got something out of this, if you got some value, make sure and leave us a five star review. Share us with your friends. Put us on your stories. Tag us. Um, shoot in some questions. DM us. Send us uh, any emails you have to info at liveatfull.com. Visit us at, live at Um, Obviously, you're listening to the podcast. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're not on much else than that. But we appreciate it. And we hope you got a little bit out of this and hope you continue to live it full.
0: You just listened to this entire episode. That means you gain some type of value. So make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of Live It Full. Living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. Make sure you embrace every single day. And we'll see you next time on the Live It Full Podcast.